What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Tuck Rule Takes. This is episode 84, the Ben Watson episode, the Dion Branch episode, and the Kendrick Bourne episode of Tuck Rule Takes. With me, as always, is not Liam today. Um, Al and I, we, we had a talk. We, we kicked them right off the show because it is anti-Boston Boston rhetoric. So it is just me and Big Al here today. Al, what's up? How's it going, my friend? I mean, I think you know the answer to that. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about that in a second, but it's not a Patriots thing, which is, which is nice. It, it, it's not Patriots news that's slowly crushing and eating away at our souls, but it, it's another Boston sports team. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and we are going to get to him. It's the Celtics. Um, just kind of spoiler alert. Um, Liam, by the way, not not suspended, not kick off the podcast. He's actually in Miami um, doing what? I don't know. Um, he is a Jimmy Butler fan. So maybe he went there to go go to the Miami parade or something. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what I don't know what he's doing, but um, maybe, God, maybe yeah. he's going to buy uh, Jimmy Butler's Hemi Buckets uh, oh. new clothing line and, and everything oh, else. Right. Can we, and this is kind of all sports, can we retire the term him? Like, oh. like he's him. It's, I, I Hemothy, thought, like, leave, oh. yeah, Hemothy, leave that, leave that in 2022. I don't know why that carried over to 2023. I hate it. It's anytime anything happens, you see people just, you post a picture, a video, and it's, he's him. He's him. The whole thing, there was an actual, like, conversation with people. Oh, is Jason Tatum him, though? Like it, like they were using the term him. Like we it sound was like two old thing. men right now. We literally sound like two old men yelling at the kids on the lawn. I don't care. <laughs> I will yell at the kids. I'm cool with all your other your other phrases that I don't that I don't partake in. I don't I don't know what's going on. Some of the things I see and I'm like context oh, clues. I put it together, but him, stop him, Timothy, him, Himmy. No, enough, no, no, Himothin, nothing. Get it out. Um, but. Yeah, so I, I figure we will we will start with the Celtics. Um, they almost did it, man. They almost came back. I, it, just to set the table in case anyone listening doesn't know what happened with the Celtics, they went down 0-3 to the Miami Heat, battled back, got it to a game seven in Boston. Everybody thought it was going to be like when the Red Sox battled back, um, and it was basically game seven. It was kind of a foregone conclusion. You know, you knew the Red Sox were winning, just like when the Patriots came back in the Super Bowl. You knew when it went to overtime with the Falcons that the Patriots were going to win. Just momentum was just there. There was no way. So we yep. all thought it was going to happen with the Celtics. And <clears throat> I don't even know. Did the Celtics get blown out by twenty? Is that what it was? I like they, they lost by. Attention. They ended up losing by nineteen, but it basically was twenty. And you know what? I had a feeling the morning of when the referee reports came out, Mike. This is this is how much I hate the NBA in this sense. When I saw Scott Foster, okay, fine. Like, he's a home referee. A lot of the home teams win when he refs. Yep. Celtics have done good with him in the playoffs. But when I saw Tony Brothers on there, I said to myself, there's going to be some sort of screwiness. There's going to be some sort of, like, BS that happens. And, of course, what happens in the first half? They can't hit a shot from, from three-point land. Couldn't hit a damn three. It was hard. It, 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 uh, it was uh, – it, it wasn't like you fun. Said, no, and that it wasn't fun from the second – even like when like the game started, okay, cool. First offensive possession, Tatum rolls his ankle. So yeah. it's like, okay, now like, you know what? Jalen Brown, he starts to show up a little bit, starts to hit some shots. Patriot, I mean, the Patriots got Celtics are up by some. Yeah. And the heat went up. I think it was like 13 to three, 11 to nine or something like that. And I was just like, ah, oh. like you could, it was, you could like feel it. I don't know how else to explain it. You could just, it's like when you go into a game, and like, you know, you're all hyped up, but like you said, you kind of throughout the day, like just that little, you get that little tingle where you're like, ah, this I'm excited, but I, I don't, I feel like maybe I shouldn't be as excited. And then, you know, I, know. I mean, Celtics, guy, it, it was really just an embarrassment. It was, um, it was it, like, I, you can't, you can't explain it away. Yep. Jason Tatum rolled his ankle. That's correct. But I mean, dude, you're still out there. If it's that bad, like I, I'm not saying that, you know, he, he was going to do a, you know, Sixers game seven performance where you put up 51, but dude, it got to the point where he would, he, he was, he was a, a, a nothing, a nobody out there. Like it was basically the Derek white show. That's what it turned into. Jalen Brown was. turned into a pumpkin. I was like, thinking that too. And, and no, no pun intended because the color of your shirt is orange, but I know. Yeah. 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 My <laughs> shirt, by the way, 
It says Lila, Rocket, Floor, and Teeps. If you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, um, you it. know those names. You know what that comes from. So uh, just in case you see a shirt that just says Lila mm-hmm. on top, what it is. <laughs> That's what the shirt is. Um, Al is wearing a Patriot shirt because we are now turning the page to the Patriots. But just to kind of yep. wrap up our quick Celtics minute, um, I – it, it is bittersweet to me because I hate that the Celtics are out, but I will tell you one thing, Al, just it, since we're in, we're in the trust tree. I hate yes. watching the NBA. I hate watching the NBA. I, I, I love the Celtics. I love watching them play, but yep. the NBA as a whole, I, I can't, I just, I, I'm watching it with, with my wife and she, and we're sitting there watching it. And there's some plays where she's like, where, where, where was the foul? And I tell her, right. and then she looks at me and she goes, Hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Let me ask you this real fast because I'm going to yeah. talk about this on my podcast, Legends Lingo, and you know everywhere else too. Do you break up the core? And it doesn't have to be Brown and Tatum. It can be smart. Do you break them up at all? I, I, I've been going back and forth on that. And it's like, you know, you could – you could trade away trade away Brown for something. He's a, he's a great player, but a very good player if you want to, you know, undersell him. But no matter what you get back, you're you're gonna be a worse team for for the time being. And it's like, do you want to waste right. Tatum's thing, whatever? And then it's like, do you get rid of Smart? But Smart's one of those players where I, he's like he is like the heart and soul of the team. You know what I mean? Where it's like when he's out there, he makes the play. It's I don't. I don't know. That's the thing with the Celtics. Like you can't going into this season, going into the playoffs. It was the same thing I said before, where it's like, I'm sick of this team being the fun team where like, you know, oh they, they hit threes and it's very exciting, but when they can't hit threes, they can't do anything. And it's like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I genuinely do not know. Like, do you, do you, do you break them? Obviously Tatum is what you're building everything around. If you get rid of smart and you bring in whoever, like, is that enough? Because then is Jalen Brown going to like develop? Cause they're both not in their prime yet. I would say, right. Tatum right. and Brown, not yet. Yeah. They're, you know, you, you obviously have them both on the team with the assumption and the hope that they'll get into their prime together and you'll go on, you know, two, three, four, five, you know, finals appearances in a row or something like that, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to be too emotional about it, but God, looking at it, Jalen Brown to me in, it is not a supermax guy, but it's almost nope. like when quarterbacks get paid in the NFL where it's like, yeah, sure. Is Kirk cousins worth whatever? No, but it's the position he plays. It's the game. That's what happens. So Jalen Brown is eligible for a supermax. He most likely will get the supermax. So at that point, it's like, do you kind of pull off the bandaid and get rid of smart and grab someone? I don't know. I, I do not know, but I just, I can't, I hate getting so invested in the Celtics and just for it to end the same way where these big games, these huge things, these huge, and sure that game seven against the Sixers, they showed up, they took care of the Hawks, of course, but it's like, there's always that time where they don't just get beat out. No, they, they don't. don't show up. Correct. And not That's only that, right. And look at everything that happened. I, I know we're a Patriots podcast, but we're talking Celtics. We don't worry. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. People we'll just get listen to the a couple Patriots minutes, stuff. skip forward on the YouTube video. If you don't want to watch it, don't worry. There you listen, go. Don't worry. Look, think about all the stuff that happened to the Celtics in that series. Tatum rolls his ankle first 30 seconds of Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Marcus Smart was wearing a chest plate underneath his jersey the whole playoffs. Brogdon ha- basically tore his forearm. Yep. And hardly, like, could hardly, like, even yep. hold the ball. It could hardly hold the ball, could hardly shoot the ball. He was out Game and 6. Then, I mean, it shows how much it was bad, yeah. Right, exactly. He was out game six. You had Robert Williams literally throwing up in game seven and only playing 14 minutes, battling a stomach bug. They just, the best teams are the healthy teams. Celtics weren't healthy. And also, people forget this. And I know people are going to say, oh, it's an excuse. But Joe Missoula got this job two days before the season started. And the people that are saying fire Missoula, you really want to go with more inconsistency, have your fourth head coach in four years. Brad Stevens, Ime Udoka, Joe Mazzulla, and then, you know, Coach D here. And I'm using D because A, B, C, D, D, fourth letter in the alphabet. But why why are you going to break that up? The guy's 34 years old. He won 57 games. There was a tweet. I forget who tweeted exactly, but it, it hit the nail on the head. Coached the Celtics to 57 wins. 
got them two seed, got them to the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7, and did all of that with two days before the season starts. Get them some veteran coaches, that were guys that were head coaches as assistants. Give them a full summer to prepare, and next year we'll see what happens. I am, I'm not believing the Celtics are going to win a championship ever until I see it at this point. But yep. hey, but hey, listen, it could have been a lot worse, and this team could be in a lot worse position. And real quick with the Jalen Brown thing, because you brought it up. Monday night, I was team trade Jalen Brown. Now that I've had time to sleep on and think about it, keep him. If you're going to trade anybody, trade smart, because you might be able to get a good a good piece for smart. And then like Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, maybe even Rob Williams, if you need to throw him in there, you can get a good yeah. package. So yeah, yeah, no, you could. I mean, we'll we'll see. Hopefully next year, Malcolm Brogdon, you know, stays healthy and kind of is the sixth man that he was for the whole regular season. Um, yeah, sixth man know, leader. Al, hopefully Al Horford doesn't go cold from you know. I mean, he's only got one more year, I believe. It's like a player option or something. But no, um, he, he got an extension during the season. He that's what, had, okay, okay. So he's had like two years. more years then or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just I, the the Celtics. Luckily for me, they are. If I had to rank the Boston sports teams in my mind, they are currently number three. It is nothing bad. It's just yeah. If we're gonna rank them, that's how I rank them. So the hurt doesn't hurt as much as if the Patriots or when the Bruins lost. So it's one yeah. of those things. It also because going into it, kind of expected it. Like I expected this this Cinderella story to, like I said, turn into a pumpkin at some point and. And it it's did. Sad. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, maybe, um, you know, maybe, maybe as the season goes on, maybe next year we'll have, you know, a little dedicated five minute thing to the Celtics to kind of talk shit about them, you know, to, to get Probably. ourselves hyped up again as we're, as we're getting into the season. But, yep. All right. Um, Championship aspirations, but we know they're probably going to lose in the second round this year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, okay. We're back. So Celtics five minutes are over. We are back to the Patriots and Al, I will ask you which way you want to go. Do you want to talk about the wide receiver that seemingly won't get out of the news? Or do you want to talk about the Patriots OTA debacle that they had? Where, where would you, where would you like to start? my friend? Let's get the, let's get the OTA debacle out of the way. Cause I, I want to pick on Joe judge a little bit. Okay. I- <laughs> Sorry. I, like I, I know. I, I just want to pick on him. No, no, no. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. So I, I got it pulled up here just so then we can kind of see so exactly what happened. So um, the Patriots had their first two um, OTA sessions. Um, they were uh, suspended, deducted, whatever word you want to use. And Bill Belichick was fined $50,000. Um, come to find out, because I know when it happened, I think everybody thought it was probably like uh, they, they were um, – they were practicing with pads or something like that. That that was kind of like what everybody thought was happening, where it's like, ah, you know, it was one of those things and, you know, whatever it was. It's not what it was. So um, under the this section of the CBA, players can be at the facility for no more than four hours per day. What the Patriots did wrong is that there were meetings or workshops that weren't on the official schedule of the four-hour workday. Um, the Patriots did say that they weren't mandatory that in no attendance was going to be taken, but I guess there was this, the specific thing that got the Patriots, there was this 15 minute special teams meeting, um, that since this is the part that's so dumb to me. It's like the, like the minute, like details, the NFL players association believed one of the optional early off season meetings was a violation because it was made visible on the internal schedule. By placing it on the formal schedule, that was deemed to fall under the mandatory category instead of it being optional in the eyes of the NFLPA. So basically, the, the Patriots got dinged because they were trying to do get some extra work in. And instead of doing it under the table, they put their business actually on the schedule. I, it's, it's, it's just stupid. Everything mm-hmm. about it. From, 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 I don't care whatever coach you want to put blame on Belichick's the head coach. So obviously there's some blame there. Joe judge doing it to, to the NFL PA having this weird rule where it's like, it's a meeting. It's not like, I don't even understand why it's a rule, I guess. Um, like, I know that there's probably some sort of reason why, but like I, I, this, 
and I know it got kind of blown out of proportion. I love the tweets where it was like, oh yeah, Belichick's back to tweet, back to cheating. We're back, baby. But yeah, like, was, yeah. I, 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 and I was laughing at that. I was like, fuck yeah, sure. Why not? Cause I don't think it's a big deal, but Al, how do how, how do you feel about this whole weird ass <laughs> situation? Because this is the last three years have been weird since Brady. Ah, how do I put this delicately? Joe judge is an idiot. And kind of what look, it comes down to. <laughs> and look, look, and yes, Mike, I, Mike, I agree with you. It is kind of stupid as far as what they were penalized for. But again, in this world, in this society we live in, there are rules. And if you break those rules, come consequences. True. All you have to do is just follow the schedule. And no offense, but Joe Judge is not in the best of lights right now. Especially after a lot of the players came out after the 2022 season and said, it wasn't Patricia. That was the jerk and the guy that we didn't really get along with and didn't buy into his plan. It was Joe Judge. Joe Judge was the guy that was trying to get the player's attention by talking louder. You know, it's that old expression. If you talk louder, like you sound smarter and you win the conversation, right? Even though that's not the case at all. But Joe Judge now being the guy that is the reason that they got a couple OTA sessions canceled. I hope he wrote a check for $50,000 and and delivered it to Bill Belichick himself. Because guess what, Mike? This guy, for whatever reason, is the assistant head football coach. And I don't understand why. Gerard Mayo should have that title officially now. They didn't want him to leave to go to another team to be a, a, a an official head coach. So you're keeping this idiot on? Just have him do the special teams. And he can't even do that right. Why are you keeping this guy on staff? I'm sorry. I know we love the Patriots coaches. I know that we fully trust Bill Belichick. I understand that. And this is not on Belichick, and that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you have a moron that can't handle a simple schedule, how are you expecting him to potentially down the line take over responsibilities? Because that's what the assistant head coach is. He's next in line. So I hope they really have Gerard Mayo ready because if this is your future, which I don't think it is, but if this is your plan – for some weird reason, like you said, been weird since Brady left, then you're in a, a a shitload of trouble. You really are. It's weird, man. It's it's. I think so. I I still think that it's uh, to kind of just respond to everything you said. Gerard Mayo, I think, is still going to be the guy. I think I and I do too. It's just, just to like clear. he is kind of in this weird like unspecified role because it's like he it, they're they're grooming him to be the next coach he's not they're letting other 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 you know staff come in joe judge whatever i'm still i'm still under team joe judge i'm pumped that he is the special teams coach because i think that he will be so much better than who was it cam acord yeah cam cam fucking acorn head who who was horrendous horrendous was. so so i'm saying in joe judge when joe judge was here patriot special teams was very good um yes. So I still have complete faith in him actually coaching these special teams now that he has nothing to do with the offense. I know that he is the assistant coach, right? Whatever title you want to put on him. Um, in that sense, I think that I think this looks bad because you're, it's just attention to detail, you know? And, and, and when I say that, I think it looks bad. I'm not, I don't, I won't even think about this, but I mean, I barely thought about it after it happened, but it's just the fact that we're talking about it. And it's like, it's just a, it's just one of those things where it's like, what? The, come, just come on, just be smart. It's something where like you just want to smack them in the back of the head and say, just be better, dude. Just be better. Like I get it. You're having your, you know, extra 15 minute thing. You said it wasn't mandatory. It's all. It seems kind of like a logistical error where it's like you said that it wasn't mandatory, but the fact that it was on the thing means that it that you know the NFLPA sees it as it is mandatory. Whatever. Um, the the fine. $50,000 is nothing. I'm sure Belichick is like annoyed by it, but you know, he likes judge. So I don't think it's going to be an issue, but it's just, it's dumb. And and I wanted to see too, I guess uh, last off season, the Cowboys bears commanders and Texans were all penalized for violations of these off season rules like this. And then the year before the Cowboys, the Niners and the Jaguars were as well. So it's not like this is some, um, there's some crazy scandal or anything like that. It's just, it's right. dumb. I mean, just look at the teams you're in. You're in, you know, you're in the news with the Cowboys. Dumb. 
Bears, dumb. Commanders, very dumb. Texans, horrible. Cowboys again. Jaguars, 49ers. Like, okay, not bad, but like, come on. Just one. I just, I'm done. And I think I said this a while ago too. I just want the season to start. I don't yeah. care about these dumb stories that we have to talk about because it is news and it is important because it's OTAs that canceled it. Everybody, the media was all up in arms because they wanted to go, to go see everything, whatever. Just start. I I'm so done with the bullshit. I'm just done with all of it. Like, and we're going to talk about more of it after this, when we talk about Deandre Hopkins, but like, I just want the season to start. I want to see the players on the field. I want to see them running things. I know we're not going to get the full on offense, what it's going to look like, you know, but I just want to see this team on the field. I, God, what the hell? It's, it's annoying. That's what it is to me. That's the part that that's the part that's frustrating to me. Cause I don't think it's, it's an, it's an issue. Like I, Joe judge stupid. Like everybody makes fun of him Cause like, you know, when he went to the giants, he wasn't good there, whatever. A la Patricia when he was with the, uh, the lions, but like right. Joe judge is a very good special teams coach. Yes. Yes. And he this is just, this just puts him in the team in light that we just don't want. There's enough shit going around. There's, there's enough storylines, Mac Jones, the defense receivers, Belichick, Bill O'Brien. That's five storylines right there. You know, what we don't need Al. We don't don't need Joe judge being the reason that Patriots, the Patriots players aren't getting the work they need to get in. And and it, again, I'm just going to reemphasize it after all the stuff he went through last year, this was about as bad of a start as you can have going into a brand new year. But I I think, I think we've kind of hit the nail on the head with this. Like it's, it's dumb. It's ridiculous. Let's move on. Yeah. Because I want to talk about I want to talk about DeAndre Hopkins. That's that's the big thing I want to talk about tonight. Joe Judge doesn't deserve another second of our attention. No, he he does not. But I, I am going to ask you a question. Do you think okay. that any players tipped off the NFLPA, or do you think this was just them doing their due diligence and seeing it on there? Because I saw I just, I, it. It was just that you think it was just the, the NFLPA. yeah. I think it was a due okay, diligence good. thing. Okay, Truthfully. good. That, that's exactly what I think. I was just just making sure. Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page there. So, yeah, turn the page from Joe Judge. Idiot. Coach special teams in the allotted time you're allowed. And just please don't have this team in the bottom three of special teams next year or this season. That's all I want. I don't even want to hear your name. I don't want to hear Joe Judge's name. We should never hear his name. We should just unless hear Belichick and O'Brien. Unless it's to commend the special teams for making such a drastic turnaround unless it's very good then but otherwise i want you to be like an offensive lineman i don't want to hear you i just just do your job sit there let your players let every other facet of the team do well you just get people in position and kick field goals that's it um god but anyway so deandre hopkins it, it is actually fitting that you and i are here talking about it because i think you and i uh other than our third co-host liam we are the ones who have been kind of holding out hope for DeAndre Hopkins. We've been back and forth, giving up, coming back, giving up, coming back. But yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, actually today, he was officially released. He was announced that he was going to be released a few days ago by the Cardinals. But officially, it is on the on the NFL waiver wire. He is released today. Um, and yesterday, was it? Or was it the day before when he posted that um, story to his Instagram of him in the gym? And on the TV, it was yesterday. It was yesterday, yesterday, which was right on the TV. It was the comeback, right? The big, the Super Bowl comeback, I think, with the Patriots. That's what it was. So weird thing to post. It has since been deleted, which I I don't know why people post things and delete them. It's like the second you post and do people got notifications on for you. They're going to screenshot that shit. But um, it's like... And then, and then there's other things we'll talk about Adam Schefter's tweets and, you know, what Burt Breer thinks his contract thing might be, but just kind of to kick it off, man, what uh, it's another thing. I, I want Deandre Hopkins here. I would like it, but dude, I just, I, it's almost to the point where it's like the, will they, won't they now I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. How do you feel now about, about this post and all this shit? All right. So, I'm going to be the one that breaks it. So sorry, Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to break the, the, the Schefter tweet and the Schefter good, remarks good, 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 in the good, podcast. Good. Yeah. 
Adam Schefter on his podcast said there are four teams to watch out for in the race for DeAndre Hopkins. The first two are very obvious because they've been talked about. They've been linked to Hopkins, Buffalo Bills, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Then you get the Cleveland Browns, which is like a dark horse. And then the New England Patriots. So those are the four teams to watch out for, the four big front runners in the Hopkins sweepstakes. Mike, I know that you are a numbers guy, a, a certified numbers guy. I want to bring something to your attention. Okay, and this is courtesy of OverTheCap.com. I have a list. Exactly okay, so we're looking what at the, I have. We're looking at the same <laughs> we're list. We're like this, buddy. We're like this. All yeah, right, go. We're take literally, it away. Little, literally seeing eye to eye. I love that. Mike, if you look on that, that app, who has the second lowest cap space right now in the NFL? <laughs> Wouldn't you know? It is the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Also on that same list, who has the fourth lowest cap space right now? Um, that would be let me let me shine up my glasses here. That would be the Buffalo Bills with just over 1.4 million. Correct. The Kansas City Chiefs have a little over 650K in cap space. Like Mike just said, the Bills have a little bit over 1.4 million in cap space. And by the way, let's see here, five, six, seven, eight, nine. In the bottom third of the league is the Cleveland Browns with 7 million. Mm -hmm. Now, you scroll up, 10th highest cap space, New England Patriots. At a little bit over 14 million. Here's my point. I don't think Hopkins is going to end up as a bill or a chief because he still wants the money, which is fine. He's what did we establish? He was 30, 30 years old. I think he's 30, 31. I'll look it up right now. Okay. So we're establishing he's in his early 30s. He's probably only going to get one more contract. 30. He's 30. Okay. So he's 30 years old. He's probably going to get one more big contract before the end of his career. This is the only t- this is the last time he's probably going to get it. Mm-hmm. He's not going to want to go to the Bills if they're not going to give him the money because excuse me, he's going to have to take a huge pay cut. The Chiefs is going to have to take an even bigger pay cut. To be to be able to what they'd have to do to get that money. God. They, yes, they would have to truthfully and I'm not even kidding they would have to restructure the contracts of the guys like Mahomes and Kelsey and stuff like that. That I mean, that's the only logical logical way to get him there. So let's just say for, for you know, hypo- hypothetical sake here, the Bills and the Chiefs are out. Now you got the Browns. The Browns got Amari Cooper. They just got Elijah Moore in the offseason in a trade with the Jets. There's two wide receivers right there. You Do you – I understand Hopkins – you know, he played with Deshaun Watson in Houston. I get it. But do you really think that he is going to want to be in a situation where he's not the number one guy? He'll get disgruntled real quick. Now, again, and I know I'm, I'm drawing this out, but it all connects. Let's let's go back to the I Am Athlete podcast, Mike. What were the three things that DeAndre Hopkins wanted? A quarterback one. that loves the game. Yep. one. That's Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. A championship caliber defense. Patriots have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Stable management. Stable head coach. Stable owner. Kraft and Belichick. Two guys that have been around for over two decades and don't look like they're going really anywhere anytime soon. So when you put all those together, Hopkins has everything he needs in New England. He can be the number one receiver. The Patriots can bid higher than anybody else. This is a short-term solution for Mac Jones to go in the right direction in his progression as an NFL quarterback. The only thing that is standing in the way of this happening is Bill O'Brien. And I truthfully think that with Hopkins' love for Belichick and vice versa, Belichick can literally say to Bill O'Brien, Bill, listen, whatever you had with DeAndre is in the past. He can help us. He can. He, you know. You know that he can help in in this offense. We're gonna go get him, and you better make it work. Again, tell me where it where it 
logically could go wrong. I know it's not going to happen for whatever reason. But when you look at all those factors, it all lines up for DeAndre Hopkins to end up a New England Patriot. And that's not even trying to be biased. That's just looking at the numbers and looking at it from a logistical standpoint. It just, I think all, all it would take is for, is for Belichick to get Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins in a room. And it's just like, listen, like we, we can offer you the most money out of the team. Now, assuming there's no, like, I don't know. I, I'm just looking at, like, I don't think any team really who has more, like, I don't even see any other teams that would go for DeAndre Hopkins who are like in a position to get him. Like, I don't, I mean, maybe the Giants, but they don't have enough money. They only got three, but like, there's really nobody. So it comes down to the Patriots. So I think all they'd have to do is just all he'd have to do is get him in a room and be like, listen, solve your things. Like, you know, we're going to have a top, we're going to have the top defense. Like, I'll just come out and say it. I mean, I, they're, I think the Patriots are going to have the overall, by the time the season's done, the number one defense. But we're going to get you in here. And then I guess you look at it and Hopkins is going to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm 30, you know, obviously I got my money, but I want, you know, I don't want to come here and be just a role guy. I want to be a, 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 you know, a crucial role. Okay. Belichick might have an honest, open conversation. Listen, Devontae Parker, sure. He might be our number one on paper injury prone. We all know that. I mean, he missed a shit ton of games last year, so we'll see. Um, who do you have other than that? Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I mean, he might be a number one, but you guys play different positions, kind of. You know what I mean? DeAndre Hopkins, you put him on the outside. Juju, you can put him in the slot, put him in the inside. That's not really going to affect your affect your targets. Tyquan Thornton, yeah, he'll play a lot, but he's also in his second year. So, you know, what's going on? And then Kendrick Bourne, I think Kendrick Bourne's the odd man out because you get rid of him, that clears up about $5 million in cap space too. So, I mean, I, not that the Patriots would necessarily need it to get DeAndre Hopkins. Um but I just, God, I hate it. I think, damn you, Al. I think you just talked me back into the DeAndre Hopkins bandwagon because I now know. I'm looking at it. You said the, the main thing, if, if you take away all the other stuff out there with like the Schefter thing, it's kind of obvious. I think the teams that are going to be involved are the teams that we heard about. And then I'll throw in a dark horse, which, okay, yeah, sure. That makes sense because it's Hopkins. Then I'll throw in, I don't know, whatever. Another one, Kansas City, because why not? But really, the Bills and the Patriots, Hopkins even said, are the only two teams that he really saw proof that they were reaching out to him. So I'm not even going to talk about the other two teams. I'm just going to talk about the Bills and the Pats. Because, I'm again, I'm talking about what's coming from DeAndre Hopkins' mouth. DeAndre Hopkins on the I Am Athlete podcast, you said it, the three things, quarterback that loves football, stable management, great defense, Patriots have all three of those things. Nowhere did DeAndre Hopkins say, I need, I think he even said in the podcast, and now I'm going to paraphrase, I don't need to play with the best quarterback. I played with them. And he said things like that, where I played with great quarterbacks. I played with not great quarterbacks. I just want a quarterback who loves the game of football. That's Mac Jones. Everybody, no matter what your criticism of Mac Jones is, you cannot say that he does not love football. And then you said management, obviously Belichick and Kraft, um, regardless of, of, you know, the, the rumors, scuttlebutt, all that stuff, solid management, no matter what, what you think might be going on behind the scenes, the, the front facing thing that they put towards everybody, they're good to go. And then the defense obviously is what the defense is. They're going to be top one, two, maybe three. And I then, what a, and, and, uh, sorry. And, and then on no, top of that, I, my, my mind's of, in a pretzel. It is. And on top of that, if the Patriots want to create more cap space, there's three things they can do. Number one, you said it already, get rid of Kendrick Bourne. Yep. That can free up some money and some cap space. Restructure the contract of Hunter Henry. We've talked about that before. You're talking about that forever. Yep. And we've mentioned this briefly, but I think it can come more to light now. Restructure Matt Judon's contract. You, restructure, you restructure those two contracts. And if you got rid of Bourne, that creates more than enough cap space where even if you got Hopkins and you wanted to make another move or two for cheap, you could do it. You could. And who is better? And this is going to sound like Patriots, you know, Homerism here. Who is better than Bill Belichick at restructuring contracts? 
It's Belichick. I mean, he, he, he pretty much had the blueprint for it. I mean, you have all these other teams, you know, Andy Reid, whatever, all these other coaches doing it, but Belichick's the OG. He's the originator of it. So, yeah. Right. I, mean, I, could, I, 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 I think, truthfully, this is going to come down to the Patriots and the Browns. I really do. Because the Browns, they, they, they're not in as bad of a position as Buffalo or Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But I also think that Andrew Berry, the, the GM over in Cleveland, he's proven that he, he'll bring in anybody to win. Yeah. To try to win. You brought in Deshaun Watson with all his stuff that happened. Yeah. And he's, yeah. you know, he's making trades. He got Amari Cooper last year. Again, traded for Elijah Moore this offseason. He's willing to make big moves. If Buffalo and Kansas City try to bring him in, Hopkins might just laugh in both their faces and be like, I want to get paid. I'm not coming here to, to play on a $1 million, you know, contract. Like, no. So do you, do you put any stock in the, in the post that he had with the Patriots playing in the background? Do you think that's kind of uh, I think that's just a troll tease. job. He's just playing job. around with it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I figured too, but it is, I mean, he, he is the one who mentioned the Patriots in the conversation he's also mentioned the bills you got von miller saying that you know a while ago that deandre hopkins is going to come here that's all fine and dandy but dude you got you got under two million dollars in cap space so i don't i don't see it and then i know uh bert Breer, i believe it was said that he speculates again it's all speculation because no one knows anything um that deandre hopkins market would be around nine to ten million bucks um mm-hmm. Would you be fine with the Pats overpaying to get him, whether that's 10 or 11, maybe, maybe the first year, say it's a two, two year deal, let's say mm-hmm. or, 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 two, three year deal, whatever. Say the first year, 12 million bucks, second year, 10.4, whatever. And then the third year, whatever it happens to be just to get him here. I'd be fine with it. I would be too, because again, Pay him. You're, you're bringing in a true number one mm-hmm. and then that can open things up more for, Devontae Parker, that can open things up more for Juju. That can open things more up for Tyquan Thornton, for Mike Jasicki, for Hunter Henry. It can open up a lot of matchups. And Hopkins is a physical wide receiver. He can play physical yeah. if he wants to. Yep. So if you yep. wanted to, if you wanted to, if you needed a tough like third down, you could put both Parker and Hopkins on the field on opposite sides and just pick the better matchup. Why not? Why not if you can pay the money? If you truly love the player and we have audio and video proof that Belichick loves the player, yep, we do. then why wouldn't you make the move to improve your football team? Especially in, again, I know we joke about it. I know that, you know, we always saw the AFC East as the little brothers, but Mike, you're, you're smart. You know, that Miami's not a pushover anymore. I'm not saying they're elite. I'm saying they're not a pushover. They're not a doormat. The Bills are not a doormat anymore. And the Jets, we make fun of the Jets, but they're not a doormat. It's not like we're beating them 45-0. We barely beat the Jets last year in both games. Especially at home. It took a Marcus Jones walk-off punt return touchdown Mm -hmm. to win 10-3. Yep. Yeah, God. God. It's not. I know. The, the, The point is, they're not doormats. And they're making moves to try to improve. So if your opposition, who you play six out of 17 games this year, is making moves to better themselves, why wouldn't you do the same? Especially when you don't have to trade now for Hopkins. You can just sign him. You don't have to give up any picks, any players. Sign him. Get it done. My, it's, I think to me, it all, it all comes back to, because obviously the money is there. So if, if Belich, I mean, I don't think the Patriots are going to get outbid, even if the Patriots lowball Hopkins. Like, I, I just don't think there's a team out there that is going to outbid them. So it's, it's one of those things, but it, it just comes down to like the, the room. And I think you can get rid of Bourne. Um, sucks. I mean, everybody likes Bourne, but let's be honest. I mean, him and Taekwon Thornton, Taekwon Thornton is Bruce brought in here to kind of do a similar thing. And he's quicker, younger, promising, uh, you know, Paying him less, paying him less money and everything. Um, I think he, I think he would fit here. Obviously, I mean, and, and then what I was also thinking with the Bills, how do you think Stephon Diggs would feel 
DeAndre Hopkins got brought over there. Because Stephon Diggs, in my eyes, is the definition of a diva wide receiver where he, he wants his targets. He deserves his targets. He gets them. He's very good. But there's already kind of the, the rumblings around Buffalo that he's a little disgruntled anyways. He's not showing up to OTAs. Again, not saying he's going to hold out anything like that. Just he's not showing up to the optional stuff, which I don't know. But like how how would he feel if DeAndre Hopkins comes in? You know, and all of a sudden you got yeah. another guy who's going to take away targets from him. And it, it just that right. that strikes me as something that I was thinking as you were talking. So I don't know if that kind of eliminates the Bills in that sense. But then you go with the Browns and uh, with I don't the know. Bills real fast, yeah. just real fast yeah, with the Bills. Saying? I think it depends on what management tells Diggs because they probably have a conversation yeah. and be like, listen, we have a chance to bring DeAndre in. That doesn't mean you're not the number one target. That means you're not the number one guy. If anything, this will help you because if teams are game planning for DeAndre Hopkins, that's going to give you more one-on-one favorable matchups. If they said it that way, then I think Diggs would buy in a little more, especially since he wants to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But it, but it could also be, to your point, it could be detrimental because then Diggs says to himself, I'm going to lose out on catches, you know, potentially more money if I wanted to get one more big contract elsewhere. So mm-hmm. it really depends on how Diggs wants to go about it. But continue with the Browns because I'm curious about your Browns take here. The, the the Browns thing, I mean, you said obviously the reason people talk about it because of Deshaun Watson. But, I mean, and obviously they had like a good – they had a good relationship in Houston. I mean, there was nothing that said, you know, otherwise. But, right. I, like, you mentioned obviously that the Browns are going to bring people in, but – still the Browns, they don't have a great defense. Um, you know, they have a good one, like, don't get me wrong, but like, it's just, I think the Patriots in, in the three boxes that DeAndre Hopkins needs checked, the Patriots beat them out in all of it. I think their quarterback likes football more. If you want to get into that, what, like, it, I don't know how you measure that, but it just seems like Mac Jones is more of a football guy than Deshaun Watson. There's less baggage, whatever. If you want to call that a wash because the skill outweighs the want for football, whatever it is, either way, then you go to management. I, I, I think the Patriots blow them out of the water. I mean, it's it's the Browns. I mean, sure, it might be stable, but it's not an impressive management. It's not a great management. I don't know players that are there who will who will sit there and and call up Hopkins and be like, yeah, man, the Cleveland is an awesome place to play. Like, right. it's it, you know, it, it's so fun. Like, I don't think that'll be the thing. And then when you talk about defense, like I said, I think the Patriots got them beaten defense. So. I think the only reason that the Browns are an option is just because of the Deshaun Watson thing. But I, I don't, I, I don't know if, again, we can't really speak to it because we don't know what's going through DeAndre Hopkins mind, but is that enough to like, do you think that if you go to the Browns, you're going to win a Super Bowl? Like, like, I mean, if that's kind of what it, what it comes down to, like, do you, for, for DeAndre Hopkins, if, if you're thinking here, if you're choosing between the Browns and the Patriots, what team, if you go to, gives you a better chance to win a Super Bowl? I don't think that's the Browns. And, like, I know that, sure, it might be bias a little bit coming in into play here, but it's just you you go to the, the, the Patriots are the team. They have a new offensive coordinator. And who knows? Maybe Bill O'Brien can come in and be like, listen, we'll kind of, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything right now with the offense. We can have some plays, some things that are scripted specifically for you. Like, like you know what I mean? You don't have to worry about an mm-hmm. Amari Cooper who's going to be out there paying him a bunch of money and, you know, he's going to be getting a lot of targets. It's like, there, there's just benefits to the Patriots. But I think if you're looking at it, I think if DeAndre Hopkins goes to the Browns, Browns probably making the playoffs. I mean, you know, they will be a, they will be yeah. a good team, but I think if DeAndre Hopkins goes to the Patriots, obviously the question mark is Matt Jones and Bill O'Brien, how they're going to mesh, but God, defense wins championships. And if you have a competent offense, my God, how many games would the Patriots have won last year if the Patriots even had a just an average offense, just an offense that didn't run bullshit? I mean, they might have probably won could have games. won. Probably could have been. Yeah, probably could have gone ten and seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, and then if they win those games, they're in the playoffs. So, so then, then what? Then when you're in the playoffs, you never know what's going to happen. It all depends on who you get in the matchups, all that stuff. I think they would have ended up getting the Chiefs, but who knows? Um, so I don't. I don't know. It, I, I'm, I'm, I have my foot on the DeAndre Hopkins train, but it's just, I, 
I don't know what's going, what's going on with him. And he did just hire an agent now. So I guess, I don't know if that means that things are heating up. If like, maybe he does need help because there are teams reaching out directly to him, which I guess Mm -hmm. was the report too. So I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping that this just gets handled and you would think that he would want to get handled because with OTA starting, you want to get in there. You want to get in there, get ingrained in the offense, get used to everything. So then when the season does start, you're hitting the ground running. You know, you don't want to get in there when OTAs are done, you know, a week before preseason. And then you're jumping in there trying to learn a playbook and doing all that stuff. So I would assume it's going to get done soon, but right. uh, I don't don't know if he does come here though. If DeAndre Hopkins comes to the Patriots, I mean, I think at the very least, the pa- if, if the Patriots don't make the playoffs, this season is a, it's a disappointment. This season's a failure. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. A hundred. I would look at this season, how I looked at the Bruins season where how the Bruins got bounced in the first round of the playoffs, which I hate talking about, but mm-hmm. so if the Patriots did not make the playoffs, getting DeAndre Hopkins, new offensive coordinator, all that stuff. I, I think you could say that is a, that is an underachievement in that everybody should be on the hot seat. So I don't, I don't know, man. What if if you? I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about this next week too. So I don't. Where where do you want to leave off with the DeAndre Hopkins news? Like like what's the what's the final? What's the last statement you want to talk about with him? Because I know we're going to talk about him next week. Shit, he might be signed somewhere next week when we come back on. So I, I don't. I'll, I'll I'll leave it at this. All the signs point to DeAndre Hopkins should sign with the Patriots. And because all the signs point to it, it means that he will not sign with the New England Patriots. And it's going to it's going to suck because I want to see what sort of magic the the Bills or the Chiefs or the Browns or a mystery team that comes in and signs him. I want to see the hoops they go through to sign him and be able to fit him into the cap space. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I just looking at it the unless there's a team that comes in out of the teams that were mentioned by Schefter and Hopkins and everything the Patriots are the team no other team can pay you what what you would want or anywhere close to it unless there's some surprise dark horse team I don't know the I, I don't even know who who it would be but unless there's a team that makes some space and and comes out of nowhere like you said, I think all roads lead to the Patriots. But I, I think the exciting thing now, though, is that he is released. He is going somewhere. There is yep. no longer the, you know, is it is, is DeAndre Hopkins going to go anywhere or is he going to stay with? No, he, he is going somewhere. He is far too good to be a free agent for long. He's going, something's going to happen. He's going to end up going to a team. You just got to hope he goes to the team that makes the most sense. And I think in this case, money, all the things he wanted, the, the, the connection, like you said, with Belichick and Hopkins is there. Sure, there's the Bill O'Brien thing, but I think that, that gets smoothed out. Um, I don't think that Hopkins would put that in the way of $10 million a year. So I don't know. I don't know. But it, like you said, all signs point to DeAndre Hopkins coming here. But that doesn't always mean he's going to come here. So exactly. I don't, let's leave it. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So was, was there anything else you wanted to touch on before we got out? Al? not really. I know there's something you wanted to bring up real fast and I think, I think it's appropriate to bring it up so we can bring it up real quick. Uh, Jimmy G little, little, little Jimmy G talk. That you're I'll just say, I'll just say this. <laughs> the people that were trying to say that Jimmy G would be better here than Mac Jones. And listen, I was saying what the pros could be of him here, mm-hmm. but I also would mention the big con can't stay healthy. Can't stay on the field. Nope. So if and you I- if made a glass, so if you like that, then you know, I don't know what to tell you, but I mean, that's perfectly the, the Raiders. You know, yeah, they have I, a decent like quarterback. Yep. Listen, they had a decent quarterback. I'm not saying Derek Carr is going to go out and be a pro bowler or a guy that's going to win you a Super Bowl. But guess what? He's a guy that can put up, you know, 4,000 to 4,500 passing yards in a season. He's a guy that can win you a game late in the game. He was fine. He was fine as the quarterback for the Raiders. 
why they got rid of him, that's, you know, they wanted to go in a different direction, but then they bring in a veteran that, that, that can't stay healthy. So that's just, that's on brand for the Raiders. There, I, I like Jimmy G, like you. I was trying to find ways, I think even before Mac Jones got drafted, it was like, you know, could could the Patriots get Jimmy G? Sure, I would have liked it. The the big con that everybody was saying that I saw everywhere, he can't stay healthy. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, you never know. He might come here and it's, you know, it, it's all offensive line. You'll get the ball out quick, all that. But he is made of glass. So mm-hmm. he, just in case people don't know what's going on, he still hasn't passed his physical. He got sent to the Raiders, what, two, three months ago? God, it seems like it seems like forever ago. Literally. Still hasn't passed it. So if he does not pass his next physical, the trade is done. He is going back to San Francisco. The 49ers are stuck with, I mean, the um the Raiders are stuck with Brian Hoyer, if I remember correctly, right? Because he he's yeah. with he's with Vegas too, the you know, the Las Vegas Patriots. Um <laughs> that would be insane. Devontae Adams would probably be pissed. Um, I think everybody would be pissed about that. Um, I, I just think it's, it's, it's shitty because I don't even put this on Jimmy G where it's like, ah, you know, uh, ha ha, you always get hurt. I like Jimmy G. I wish he wasn't hurt. I'm more laughing at the Raiders where it's like every year, what last season they were, you know, oh, they might sneak into the playoffs, make some noise, Super Bowl. Nope. 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 The Raider, the Raiders are slowly turning into the Jets. It's like the Raiders are going to Raider where like, this is what it is, but yeah, Jimmy G. I mean, I, that'd be crazy if he does end up going back to the Niners. Cause then it's like the Niners, what do you do? Like they're probably just going to outright cut them. Maybe I don't, I mean, cause they got Brock Purdy and Trey Lance over there. So it's like, what are, what are they going to do? Um, it, it would be crazy to see this happen, but I think he, I think somehow some way, whether Goodell has to step in, <laughs> he ends up staying with the Raiders, but this that this just goes to show why I'm never worried about the Raiders. Um, when they had Derek Carr, they were really worried about him, even though he was a good quarterback. And with Jimmy G, how many games is he going to play? No yep. idea. No idea. So Josh McDaniels, great start over there, my friend. Um, you got your star players mad at you. You're, you're once again trying to make the team the Patriots. It's not going to work. Um, so I guess probably see you in a couple of years when you come back to the Patriots. I'm sure that's what's going to happen with, with McDaniels at some point. Um, Probably. But, but yeah, so we'll see. Obviously, we will, we will monitor that situation as well, as well as the DeAndre Hopkins one. So um, next week, we will, Liam will be back. Uh, we're going to be recording on Wednesday. So the most likely on Wednesday podcast will probably be out on Thursday. Um, keep an eye out, though. It might be out on Wednesday, depending on um, what's going on. But I think we're going to, we'll wait for Al, especially when DeAndre Hopkins comes comes to the Patriots, that'd be awesome. That'd be an odd. We, we got to have everybody here for that. Yeah. If, yeah. If he, if he signs next week, I, I'm not missing that episode. No, no, no. And, and like I said, I don't, I think we're just going to record on Wednesday, most likely, unless Liam has some, has some crazy reason why we can't. So uh, the three, the gang will be back together next week. Um, but yeah, this was episode 84. Uh, Al, Repping the Patriots. We are moving on from the Celtics, moving on from the Bruins. The Red Sox are there. We'll we'll talk about them if anything crazy happens, but I don't, they they make me sad too. Um, so they're over 500. Yeah, yeah, they're over 500. Boston needs a win, and the Patriots are going to bring that this season. Mac Jones to DeAndre Hopkins. I can see it now. Super Bowl winning touchdown. I can't wait. I can't wait. So um, for Al, no Liam, I'm Mike. This was Tuck Rule Takes. We are out.